Welcome to Brain Stuff, a production of iHeartRadio. Hey, Brain Stuff, Lauren Vogelbaum here. There is a replica of Noah's Ark situated in the Kentucky Hills. It's hard to miss. The massive vessel measures 510 feet or 155 meters long, 85 feet or 25 meters wide, and 51 feet or 15 meters high. It sports three decks that span more than 120,000 square feet or 11,000 square meters. It's even believed to be the largest timber frame structure in the world, and it costs some $100 million to build. While this version of Noah's Ark is the main attraction at a Christian theme park, there are more like it around the globe, including in Hong Kong, many believe that a real and ancient ark is awaiting discovery under layers of sediment and rock. Others believed the remnants of Noah's Ark may have already been found. The search for Noah's Ark has been ongoing for centuries, and so has the story of the Ark itself, with versions spanning Christianity, Islam, and Judaism, and appearing in nearly every culture. According to the biblical myth, Noah received messages from God telling him to build a wooden boat that would ensure the safety of Noah's family and a famously vast assortment of animals during a massive flood that would sweep across the planet. Seven days before the flood began, God told Noah to enter the ark with the members of his household and pairs of every animal. Noah obeyed, and after months afloat, so the story goes, the ark came to a rest atop a mountain. Some traditions say it's Mount Ararat, others Mount Judy, but either way, Noah's family and all the animals aboard survived the flood. Researchers doubt that an ancient worldwide flood ever happened because it would require more than five times the amount of water in the world's oceans and atmosphere to put our entire planet underwater up to its mountaintops. However, this doesn't mean that the story isn't in some way true. Religious tomes are filled with allegories. According to the Noah's Flood Hypothesis of geologists William B.F. Ryan and Walter C. Pittman of Columbia University, water from melting ice caps may have flooded the Mediterranean Sea as the last ice age came to a close around 5,600 BCE. As the water tore through the Bosporus Strait and reached the Black Sea, it would have flooded more than 60,000 square miles of land. That's 115,000 square kilometers. And in 2007, researchers published what they said was evidence of flooding in that same region, though other scientists disputed that research. But what about evidence of the Ark itself? It's reportedly been found several times. In 1993, a docudrama called The Incredible Discovery of Noah's Ark aired on CBS, complete with claims that the host was holding a shard of wood from the Ark, which later turned out to be fake. And in 1999, Robert Ballard, the same explorer who found the Titanic's underwater remains, failed to prove his hypothesis that Noah's Ark was at the bottom of the Black Sea. There are even CIA photos of the top of Mount Ararat. Released to the public in 1999, the photos show a large dark area that looks like a wooden structure frozen in the ice. However, researchers say that an ark frozen in a glacier would probably not be at the top of a mountain but would have been pushed to another location with shifting ice. In 2009, a crew from Noah's Ark Ministries International claimed to have found the remnants of a biblical ark atop Mount Ararat in modern-day Armenia. 
there are claims that the carbon-dated remains dated to the same time period as Noah's Ark were later disproven, though. Could someone have really saved all the world's animals in a single boat? Well, it's not entirely impossible, sure, but as many experts say, it's supremely implausible. However, many of Earth's regions have a history of flooding, making it conceivable that someone could have at one time built a boat to save a lot of people and animals. And you know us humans. Given time, stories have a tendency to grow, sometimes to biblical proportions. Today's episode is based on the article, The Hunt for Noah's Ark is Ongoing, Probably Futile, and Always Intriguing, on HowStuffWorks.com, written by L'Oreal Dove. BrainStuff is a production of iHeartRadio in partnership with HowStuffWorks.com and is produced by Tyler Klang. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Listener.